This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well. I hope you're enjoying the start of your week and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the Arsene Wenger documentary. I certainly did yesterday. Uh, it's uh, it's now out officially. Anyone could watch it. You can download it off of all of your streaming platforms, I imagine. Uh, did it off Amazon, I think, obviously with Arsenal's association to Amazon with this season. It almost felt right uh, doing it in that sense. But uh, yeah, very, very good. I do encourage you to, to watch it. You may need some tissues. I I didn't cry. Um, I'll be very real. I know that a few people have watched it and said that you'll need the tissue box. I didn't personally um i i thought it was quite emotional towards the end yes but I, i'm not sure the way he talked about arsenal at the end it was it was very sad um and it was very regretful but it didn't make me you know i don't know it was strange maybe it's because you know i experienced most of arsenal Wenger's tenure in, in his worst periods um and i Grew up as a very, very young kid when he took over. I mean, I was two when he took over the job at Arsenal. So it's very, very difficult to, for me to associate those times with Arsene Wenger and, and more of the the difficulties faced during those difficult years at the Emirates. In fact, he describes the Emirates as his suffering uh, and the hybrid as his soul. So that kind of tells you the difference that, that we've come to know. So those that did live through the Wenger golden years... Don't take it for granted, is what I would say. Uh, absolutely. But please do, if you haven't also done so, is to drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so, of course, already. Uh, without further ado, let's crack on with today's news. Always telling you to start off by going and subscribing to uh, the Arsenal Way. We'll be doing a show over there at 9.30 a.m. as always. Um, so make sure you are indeed subscribed and got those notifications turned on so you never miss a show let's however talk about our first story of the day which revolves around Alexandre Lacazette now reports have emerged that he is not going to be signing a new contract that no contract offer uh, that is either put on the table in the future or if they will say one to be put on the table now would be considered he is going to be moving on and the big club that is uh, being mentioned is, of course, Atletico Madrid. Luis Suarez will likely leave Atleti in the summer. Lacazette would make sense to join Atleti as uh, his replacement and uh, and be a striking option for Diego Simeone. Uh, but Lacazette will be moving away from the club and Arsenal will be looking to bring in a brand new striker in the summer. It would be unlikely that it happens in January. We're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about some strikers in just a second. 
But uh, it is unlikely that we see that happen in January. And he will be a big part of Arsenal's January, of course, because uh, Aubameyang will not be with us. He will be on the African Cup of Nations. But Lacazette will be moving on before the end of the season. Uh, moving now on to Renato Sanchez. Renato Sanchez has, of course, been linked and has been speaking specifically about his links um, to Arsenal, even naming Arsenal in his own quotations. We talked about that quote yesterday. Arsenal are said to be still interested in the player, which isn't a surprise uh, because Arsenal obviously are looking for a central midfielder. Uh, they've had an interest in the player for some time, but his injuries, as we know, and as I keep telling you, is certainly something that would make me not want to move for Renato Sanchez. As I said before, 71 injuries uh, between uh, now and when he was, uh, I want to say when it was 2017. Uh, not 71 injuries, sorry, 71 matches that he's missed through injury. Uh, just to be uh, just to be clear on that. Yeah, Maximus, I can tell my voice is already going downhill. It's worse in the mornings, I've found. I've found that it's worse in the mornings. When I'm at the evenings, it's absolutely fine. But already, it is seemingly going downhill at this early stage. Moving on to our next story, whilst I can, you know, try and clear my throat. Um, so, uh, this is a brand new uh, link that I've seen. Come That didn't help at all. I can hear it's already going bad. We may have to end the show quickly today apologies um but an interesting young striker called Inyanis Stoika 18 year old Romanian um very intriguing link certainly one that you don't see crop up for no reason um but he plays for a team called FCSV uh, in Bucharest uh and supposedly Arsenal are very much monitoring the player uh, it's good that Arsenal are monitoring Yanis, but there is no point as he is not for sale. He could be in a year or two, but not yet. He is technically skilled, physically strong and very smart. To look at him, you think he is 23 years old, not 18. Not for sale, supposedly, right now. Um, but interestingly, Chris Wheatley reported that uh, Mika Bireth, the young uh, striker that we signed from Fulham in the summer that's playing very well from the under-23 squad, could be looking to go on loan next season. And they may be looking at Stoika to be brought in and his replacement in the under-23s squad, which makes quite a lot of sense when you consider the fact that Nikolai Moller, who's on loan at Victoria Korn at the moment, isn't having the best of seasons. We will look to be doing a loan catch-up on many of our players towards uh, the middle of the season. But at the moment, uh, Nikolai Moller not having the best of years. Balogun's going to be promoted to the first team, what we imagine, full-time next season. And Mika Biref supposedly will be going out next year. Uh, it's I'm pretty sure it's not Stal Bucharest uh, that he plays for. Um, it's uh, a, a side called uh, FCSB. Now, I might be wrong that this is Stal Bucharest, but I'm pretty sure that it isn't. Uh, the original FC Stal Bucharest team was part of the namesake CSA Stal Bucharest Sports Club. Oh, have they changed name? Very interesting. Uh However, CSA Stel Bucharest sued the football club in 2011, claiming this was a new entity. Well, very interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to call them FCSB to avoid any kind of legalities. Um, but if that's who they used to be, I don't know. Uh, I need to do some more research into that. But they're now called FCSB. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just call them as it is in that sense to avoid anything in that level. Uh, Dusan Vlaovic, now I would encourage you to go and watch Fabrizio Romano's interview on the Arsenal Lounge. You can find a link to that video in today's description. 
Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of what was talked about because, you know, I want you to go over to their video and watch it, not listen to me talk about it. The one thing I will talk about, seeing as uh, Shaheen and Lev did put it up on their Twitter feed, however, is Fabrizio's words on Dusan Vlaovic. Uh, the player supposedly is indeed very much interesting Arsenal and he's a big target of Arsenal. Um, the issue is, is that he feels, Fabrizio, that he has an agreement in place with a club that even Fiorentina don't know about yet. It does. I, I always got the feeling that the interest there was was obvious. Arsenal won a striker. It's one of the best strikers on the market that will be likely moving in 2022. So it made sense that we were interested in him. The issue is, is that his stock is so high right now that the competition for his signature was always going to be a big challenge for Arsenal. So I don't think that uh, Arsenal really have any kind of hope or chance anyway of securing the signing of Dusan, Dusan Vlaovic. Um, but there you go. If you want to hear more about that, as I said, please do go over to the Arsenal Lounge. Link to the video with Fabrizio Romano is in the description. Uh, so go give those guys a subscription. You can find me over there every Monday at 8 o'clock as well, talking about the Arsenal's weekend results. So make sure you check that one out. And that brings us to the end of there is more transfer news but as i said most of it is contained in fabrizio's interview on the arsenal lounge i do go and check it out um this means we're going to move on to the q a as you can tell my voice is already sounding a bit like a frog if you do tune in for our uh, morning shows over on the arsenal way you will know that chris davison often struggles with a bit of a frog in his throat i am clearly having residency taken up in my own by this frog. I'm not saying that we share frogs. That's weird. That's a really strange image. I hope Chris isn't watching this. He might be. Um, <laughs> but uh, please do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. And now throw us with your questions in the chat box. I'm going to play the intro again to give me a chance to take a drink. But as I'm saying that, please do throw your questions into the chat box. You see, it's got so many uses, that thing. It can revive a man's voice, maybe to like 20%. He is watching. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he's tuning in. The boy. I'll see you very soon, Chrissy. Boy. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about the questions that you've got in the chat box. Uh, let's scroll up a little bit more. <laughs> 71 injuries. He isn't DRB, says Tom. No, of course not. Um, but Renato Sanchez has missed 71 games as a player through injury. It's just not something that I can get on board with, I am afraid. It, it's just, unfortunately, a player that we're not going to see the best from if Arsenal were to sign him. And because of that, there's there's really no point in investing, say, 30-odd million quid. Uh, to, to, and that's, you know, it's just... it's. I just can't see Arsenal going for a player that's injured so, so much. It makes so little sense for us. Uh, S Maximus, Maximus says, uh, what is it with your with our centre midfield players and injuries? Partey was one of the fittest, and now he too suffers from these problems. It's it's impossible to say. Like, we just don't know. It's always something that I said the club needs to do an investigation into. Although saying that, I do feel like injuries have become less of a problem at Arsenal in comparison to what they used to be. Maybe there has been some stuff that's gone on behind the scenes to investigate it. Uh, SK says, I find it hard to see uh, who we can sign as a striker. Obviously, times change. And in six months' time, we may find that there's a lot more targets that we're talking about. But there are names out there. Vlahovic, Isaac, Enesri, Ollie Watkins, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, Karim Adeyemi. Um, who else am I forgetting? I'm sure there's more out there that we've been linked to as well. You've got. I'm interested to know how Boadu 
is doing in France. He's signed for Nice, has he not? Myron Boadu. Was it Nice he signed for? I'm sure it was Nice. Uh, Monaco, sorry, it was Monaco. Who signed for Nice? Was it Stengs? I think Stengs did. How's he getting on in France? He's not scored a single goal. Oh, wow. A lot of people wanted to see uh, Boadu sign for Arsenal in the summer. Not scored a single goal for Monaco yet. Ozimen has suffered a big, big injury, says Vichel. I, I doubt that he's going to return from this injury the same player. Um, so there we go. Uh, that, that might be one that is certainly out of, out of contention entirely now. Uh, John says, I'll make it easy for you, Tom. What's your favourite letter in the English language? Thanks, mate. Um, probably T for obvious reasons. Uh, the Arsenal Lounge, Shaheen, I'm a, or a Lev. It could be either of you. I don't actually know. I know it's probably not Lev because you blocked him. I'm going to assume it's Shaheen, but let me know who is watching indeed. Uh, Tom, who is going to be held accountable for all of these players leaving for free? Surely in any business, heads will roll. Unfortunately, it's the people who signed them in the first place um, because... We've spent way too much money on players that just simply are not, you know, have not provided enough for us. The argument is there that, yes, maybe we should have signed them up to new contracts. But it's a very different, it's very difficult, especially last summer and the summer before, when you're embroiled in the midst of a pandemic, to find, find teams that are going to buy them. And if you extend their contracts, like we may have seen with Lacazette, is that he wanted a longer-term contract. Let's look, let's look at Lacazette in particular. He wanted a long-term contract. Arsenal didn't want to commit to giving Lacazette a long-term contract. They wanted to give him a one-year extension. That was the feeling that was kind of around at the time. Uh, and the difficulty with that is, is because Arsenal wanted to go and sign a new striker, like a, as we hear of Vlaovic or whatever, that if you sign Lacazette onto that extension, you've got Aubameyang here for another year. It's difficult to convince a striker to come to the club because of the competition. And can you sell them the regular minutes that they'll be wanting? And you couldn't offer him the three-year contract to keep him and then try and sell him in a year later because there was no guarantees that the market would have allowed that. So that's one of the big reasons as to why we're seeing players leave for free is because of the effects of the pandemic, the inability to sell players, and the catch-22 of when offering them contracts and the style of contract that they want. That's kind of the all of the combinations of why we're seeing players run down their deals. But also, the previous regime just signed players that really did undermine the position of players either signed previously or just weren't good enough. Mesut Ozil, as we know, the contract that we gave him was, in the end, very regretful. Um, Mustafi signing him, what an error. Socrates, £16 million. Was he the right kind of centre-back to go for in that moment? Probably not. Sad Kalasanac, we put on £100,000 per week wages just because we could sign him on a free deal. Willian, of course, which we owe him a big thank you, if anything, for the way he terminated his contract. You can say what you like about his time at Arsenal, but he's done Arsenal a huge favour with the termination of his deal. Uh, David Luiz, we put on some big, big wages. He returned quite a few good performances, but still, was he the right player at the right time? I'm not sure that he was. We're just going to be. We're just going to have to hope that we can turn things around. Edu has turned things around through recruitment. It is now in the sales department that we need to see some improvement of how we sell players as well. Uh, Michi Guna in the chat in our Twitch chat box. You can indeed watch us on Twitch if you like. Uh, says hi, Tom from cold Michigan. Uh, one aspect of our defeat to Liverpool uh, not analysed is this could be our uh, be our midweek if we make Champions League, needing a game uh, and a tactical flex. From Arteta. Look, if we qualify for the Champions League, um, obviously 
it's going to, or even the Europa League, it's going to cause an extra strain in our fixtures. Um, and we know that if we are going to be in those competitions, you're going to have to rotate. You're going to have to have a deeper squad, more strength in depth. But being in those competitions is crucial to the project, the process, and moving forwards. You need to be in those competitions. It's as simple as that. Um, if you're a big, big club, ideally the Champions League. We've got Manchester United next Thursday, which effectively acts as a midweek game. It's going to be interesting how Arsenal reacts after playing Newcastle on Saturday. And then we have Everton at the weekend. It does not get any easier for us through this festive period, but we've not had to play midweek games. So how we react to this is going to be intriguing. Man United played last night, travelled to, uh, to Spain to play Villarreal. They will then play at the weekend and then we'll play them on Thursday. They will have to rotate a hell of a lot before they get any opportunities at all um to rest players so we will see what happens in that respect um what about the nice striker who's playing up front for nice it's not dolberg is it still um who's playing up front for nice right now is it casper dolberg still or is it someone else let's look at their squad who's in their team striker center forwards uh they've got evan guisson uh, andy delore casper dolberg amin guiri i know he comes up a lot uh, in a lot of discussions, and a lot of people like Amin Guiri. I've honestly not seen any of him. Eight goals, though, four assists in 14 games. There's just part of me that's always a little bit hesitant about forwards in Liga. Defenders and midfielders, you know, it's a very physical league. I think it adds. The Nicolas Pepe deal certainly stung, um, and I'm always a little bit wary of seeing forwards signed from Liga, but it is naive of me. It is ignorant of me to be considering it in that sense. I just can't quite shake the Pepe situation from me. And I'm not sure that, I mean, Guiri is going to go for uh, a huge amount of money. He's already rated at 31 million on transfer mark, So he's surely going to go for a hell of a lot more than that. Um, so yeah, I think that if, if he's the player that we go for, there's an associated risk, as there is with lots. Dan, we all know that Kylian Mbappe is a very separate discussion. So let's let's not go there. Uh, uh, Erdegaard or uh, Lacquer against Newcastle, says Jacob. Um, Erdegaard, I would think, may be the best option to provide us with more service, more creativity. I think both Lacazette and Aubameyang were quite poor against Liverpool. So I would probably go with Erdegaard and give him a chance. Uh, Marshall says, peace, Tom, love the content. I feel like this channel is kind of slept on and deserves way more subs. Much love from New York, Harlem, uh, LFC fan. Oh, fair play uh, for tuning in. Thank you, Marshall. Really appreciate the support as always. Um, Adam says, Pepe was inconsistent in Liga as well. Uh, I mean, he rose to prominence at Angers before signing for Lille, didn't he? So I don't know if he was inconsistent. I didn't see enough of him comment. He scored a hell of a lot of goals and a hell of a lot of assists as well. Uh, Brad says, who would give? Who would you give a chance against Newcastle? Maybe Odegaard again, as I've already said. Tierney, of course, I think is going to be the big discussion. I'd stick with Tavares, bring Tierney on towards the end, and then put Tierney in against Manchester United on the following Thursday. I think that might be the right way to manage those two. So there you go. Uh, how's my voice getting on, Omar? It's strange. When I wake up in the mornings, it's not great, as you can probably tell. But by the evening, as you saw from my show in the evening yesterday, it's recovered. It actually recovers kind of by mid-morning. Um, but first thing, it's not good, as you can tell. I'm just hoping that it, you know, it recovers very, very soon. Uh, Vichelle says, what is the age profile of striker we should be going for? More youth 
or experience. I think it should be somewhere in the middle, Rochelle. I think we should be looking for someone in their mid-20s, someone that we can invest in that's going to have an immediate impact that we don't have to rely on transitioning, someone that we don't have to rely on developing a bit more, just someone that's going to come in and make an immediate impact, but also has that level of improvement still to go, that level of development still within their game. That's why I like the idea of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. That's why I like the idea of um, Yusuf Nezri uh, and Ollie Watkins. All of those players are around the similar age bracket, and I think they would all make quite a bit of sense. So there you go. Pure honey, says Marshall. I'll try it, mate. Um, but as I say, it, it's, it tends to sort itself out by about an hour's time. We'll have to wait and see. Um, we are going to wrap things up there because I am, as I say, as you can probably hear, struggling through this stream. Now, we'll wrap things up. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying uh, your week, despite the fact that we managed to get absolutely thrashed by Liverpool. Do check out my analysis with David Hughes over on the Arsenal way from the game. We go into a lot of detail about why we lost, what needs to change. Uh, go over to the Arsenal way to have a look at that link to the channel is always in the description. Um, and uh, if you've enjoyed watching me, you can watch me again in an hour's time over on the Arsenal way for our 9.30am show talking about all the latest Arsenal stuff. So please do join us. I will see you very, very soon. Drop a like, drop a subscription if you haven't done so already. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.